Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode one of season one of In Pursuit Of. Our very first guest is so near and dear to my heart. She is one of my favorite people in the world. Another Midwest girl from Cincinnati. So let me get into her bio. Brittany Rutland, who performs under the name FEVA. That's F-E-V-A-H. Get it right, not F-E-V-E-R. She's a singer and songwriter. She's originally from Cincinnati, as I stated, but now she lives in L.A., where she moved four years ago to pursue her dreams. Brittany is a model for her clothing line, Create Shit, which inspires and celebrates creatives of all kinds. Brittany performs at numerous venues in the L.A. area and somehow finds the time to record, write, produce music videos, and a whole bunch of other stuff. In 2017, Britney released her chart-topping single, West Coast Lovin', and it's bomb, so y'all need to go to iTunes and download it, listen to it, and share it. And Britney is definitely someone to keep your eye on as an up-and-coming artist and an all-around creator. So, welcome our first guest, Britney. Because of Brittany's super busy schedule, she actually had to conduct this interview while she was commuting. So you may hear a little bit of background noise during the interview. Brittany! Hey! Hey, girl, how you doing? (laughs) How have you been? I've been great. I can't complain at all. Not at all. All right. Well, you are my very first guest, and I am honored that you, you know, accepted my invitation to be my first guest. I'm very excited listen it is a pleasure I feel special (laughs) (laughs) you are special um so just tell us in summary about your journey where you currently are what you do how you got there just give us the whole spiel well um currently I am an aspiring um singer-songwriter in Los Angeles Um, I moved here from Ohio Cincinnati Ohio um almost four years ago um to personal music Basically, what I do now, I perform around the city. Um, I collaborate with other artists and musicians that I meet, um, and we, you know, make music together. Um, I also have um, a brand, Create Shit. So, you know, I I sling the Create Shit, go to the <laughs> the excuse me, the different flea markets and different events, selling that. Um, mm-hmm. Just really hustling. Like, Los Angeles has definitely uh, changed my lifestyle from the normal, like, nine to five, like, my outlook since I moved here. It's definitely um, the way that you go about things is a lot different, the, the, and the pace is a lot faster. Okay. So is that, like, the? I feel like that's the normal kind of L.A. grind. Like, you, like you said, you, like, you do jobs here you sell your clothing line your clothing brand you sing mm-hmm. you might be working like is that the normal LA grind pretty much I mean for the most part some people you know have the normal nine to five jobs um, and some people kind of mix them in all together um, and they can do it um, but it really just depends on you know you and what you're going for me personally I like to keep my schedule a little bit more free because people call me last minute all the time hey can you come and do a studio session or can you do this performance can you do this and the third and I a lot of opportunities I've missed opportunities because I've had to work or you know I've had other obligations um Mm -hmm. that I normally they they wouldn't be my priority if you know when it comes to my my music career they're not my priority but they might they were my responsibility at the time so you know okay so do you feel like since moving there you have gotten a chance to meet 
like I guess a lot of people that will that will help you get to where you want to be it seems like you work what you've worked and met a lot of different people so far yeah yeah absolutely um I definitely get a chance to meet a lot of people some people I've met and I don't even realize how great they are (laughs) like yeah it just starts to unfold like later on like I don't (laughs) really excuse me I don't realize like the really the hookup I have like you know what I mean like I, I can't explain it. it's just like you it's some people that I met when I got here and they just became really invested in me and watching me advance mm-hmm. and now I see them where they are in their career and they're like playing with you know greats around the world like you know doing tours and things so it's like you know initially I didn't even know that they were going to be where they are now so it feels like an honor and it really feels like you know I'm up next honestly right I think so and like yeah. I mean I remember like earlier you were like aspiring singer songwriter I'm like are you aspiring I feel like you are a singer songwriter and I feel like kind of established but I guess it's all uh, comparatively to like where you want to be and where you are now yeah I guess that's true um to me I am aspiring because I haven't reached the level that I see myself at um but you're you are right I am doing it so I guess I'm not aspiring Um, (laughs) for me being all modest right (laughs) but no yeah so I I mean I guess I am I'm a singer songwriter that's what I do right um but but I am aspiring to just um establish myself more in the industry um and I don't even have to be mainstream but just you know I want people to be like you know that's fever like know my sound and know to come to me if they want you know a certain sound associated with them Okay, so you said you've met a lot of people, a lot of people that helped you and were invested in you. Do Did you run into a situation where you couldn't determine who was genuine or you ran into some people you were like, this is not a relationship I want to keep. This is not working out. Oh, absolutely. Um, I actually run into those situations all the time. It's a lot of opportunists in Los Angeles, period. People just want to make it to their next level. Um, and so I've come across quite a few people where they see that I write or I sing. So they want to, you know, try to get me to, oh, can you come and sing on this track or can you write me a hook, this, that, and the third. And it's always them asking me for something. But whenever I reach out and, you know, try to do a barter, because that's why I do a lot of the artists that I know. We barter, uh-huh. you know, our gifts, our, our resources with each other. Um, but then they go missing, you know, when they something, you, you know, they're not available. Ew. So it's, you know, discernment has definitely been on 100 <laughs> Since I moved here, I've definitely been trying to, you know, sift through everybody and see who's, right. you know, for me and who's not. Right. And I guess that, that, I mean, that can happen in any situation or any city, but yeah. um, it's probably, I guess, more accentuated because of the industry and because of the city, probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. So <laughs> your original life plans was to become a doctor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when did you figure out and decide that that would no longer be your path? Like, how did that happen? How did that come about? Honestly, I really don't know. Um, I just remember leaving Xavier. I was very sad to leave Xavier. We were um, sad too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I started going to Wright State. And I was just like, I don't like it here. Like, I think the only thing I really liked about college was going to Xavier. Like, and my friends and just being there, like, in New Orleans. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I just don't think that I can dedicate myself to this. Like, I'm not as passionate about it as I would like to be. Um, and so, you know, slowly but surely, that I kind of got away from that. And I got more into music. I started performing more and writing more and just trying to put myself out there more, taking myself more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at music as more of a hobby just because I felt like I could not 
um, get to the level where I would want to be. Um, and it just seemed like being a doctor was just, you know, it's like read these books, take these tests, pass this test, get a certain score, and then you a doctor, basically. I mean, that's how I looked at it in my brain, mm-hmm. but it's just so many different nuances well, in becoming a musician. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. And so, so yeah. you started that while you were in Ohio still. You started to kind of branch out and do shows, mm-hmm. do music. Yep, I um started a band called Eclectic Vibe. Um, and we just started we went from like rehearsing and then we um, found a spot to perform every, I think we did like maybe once a month and then we started to get paid gigs and we just got better and better. And then I was like, all right, I'm about to take this show on the road and go to LA. (laughs) So what made that happen? When were you like, I can no longer stay here in Ohio. I am going to LA. I'm going to be all the way honest with you. It was when I was in my relationship, I just couldn't, I couldn't be in my relationship anymore. I was, working for the bank. I couldn't work for the bank anymore. I was very unenthused every day to go to work and I just felt drained like every day and nothing, like no weekend, nothing could change that. And I'm like, you know, so what what do I need to do to make mm-hmm. myself feel better and to, you know, make the most out of my life? I need to go and pursue my dreams. And so um in October of I can't remember what year I moved here. 2016 maybe. 2015 yeah yeah 2015 so October 2014 I made a decision to move to Los Angeles and slowly but surely things started to come together in March following I was on my way okay so like like and because I've been in that situation where I'm like I'm moving and then I pitch it to my friends and they're kind of like eh okay so (laughs) you were like look I'm I'm out of here I've made my decision I'm going to LA friends family what were they like um, a lot of people were excited for me. They were like, you know, go for it. A lot of my friends were very excited. My mom, she was super excited for me. Like when I told her, she was like, All right, let's plan this out. What do we wanna do? Like she was ready for me to, you know, move on to something different, you know, move more towards a purpose. Um, there were some people that were like, you know, they didn't want me to go. Uh, my grandparents weren't really mm-hmm. happy. <laughs> my dad's <laughs> side of family in general, they weren't really too happy like they're happy you know about me pursuing my dreams but not happy about me being 3,000 miles away from them right um but yeah for the most part everybody was really supportive do you think you would have still been ready to make that step even if your family was not as supportive or wasn't supportive oh yeah absolutely it's nothing that would have kept me there like nothing at all yeah okay and so would you encourage other entertainers or entrepreneurs or just anybody you said like it was just something inside of me. I wasn't happy. Would you mm-hmm. encourage people to take the same bold move that you did? Absolutely. I mean, if they're going to be dedicated to it, you know, you definitely are going to have to make some sacrifices. The life that I live in Los Angeles is completely different than the life that I would be living in Ohio. Like it's not, my stability is not the same. Like the luxuries, like I don't really have, like my money goes to necessities and Unfortunately, I got to spend money on like stuff for my shows and that's Mm -hmm. literally it. I don't even really get to, you know, go out on the weekends and, you know, like just do extra stuff. Right. So it's like you just have to be prepared to make certain sacrifices. Um, But if it's something that you really want, I would definitely say just go for it. I mean, worst case scenario, set up your plan so you can go back home if you need to. All right. You can always go back. Right. You can always go back, but take the leap. Mm hmm. Yep. What would you encourage people to like if you had a chance and you said, I still would have made the move, but I would have done these things first? What are the things that you would tell people to do first? Make sure you do first. 
Um, I would say make sure you, man, I'm, everybody, I'm trying to think of like the, the most necessary. Well, make sure you save enough money. That's for sure. That's, number one. Uh-huh. Um, or is there something that you look back or while you were in it, you were just like, if I would have just done this before I came. Honestly, not really. Not really. The only thing I feel like I should have did differently was just move straight to Los Angeles. I moved in with my cousin up in Santa Clarita, and I feel like there was kind of like a disconnect between there and Los Angeles. So I wasn't really getting to like explore and make the connections as quickly as I would have liked to. Um, so I definitely would say kind of submerge yourself. If you're gonna make the move, just go hard, like go all the way to submerge yourself. You so, gonna move to yeah to Hollywood? Move to Hollywood. So I guess in essence, do your research then, and yeah, yeah and like know where's the best place for you to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's still gonna be hard to determine here, just because it's it, you never know what you're gonna get into. It's so many different paths you can take while you're here, so you might end up in a different area than what you thought you would need to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely doing research. That's what's gonna really do it. Okay, so what has been your biggest struggle? Would you say? My biggest struggle is balance, finding balance between, uh, you know, working and working on my career, my music, um, and discipline, really. Just finding the, found the balance and the discipline and everything and being persistent. That's been, like, the biggest thing, figuring out what it is I need to do to get myself to the next level. Mm-hmm. And, what do, like, have you made up in your mind what are things that you feel like will help you with that? Or are you figuring it out? Um, I'm still figuring it out literally every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day you gotta start over every day. Um Yeah, I'm I'm still figuring it out. All I know is just to keep trying and keep pressing forward. Um I had the tendency before to be like, you know, oh, I tried that before back at home and I you know, I don't wanna try that again, but I can't shut down, you know what I mean? Like just being open minded, I guess, is the thing and being open to um constructive criticism mm-hmm. and you know this input from other people um yeah okay and so what would you say has been your greatest achievement um while you're in while you've been in LA and period my greatest achievement well I would say my greatest achievement has been my single since I've been in LA oh awesome which I love um thank you thank you <laughs> um and then that being on the charts um the top 30 independent soul internet radio charts iba charts um that was like a, a big thing for me i didn't even know it was on the charts until my mom told me oh my goodness <laughs> yeah she went and did her little sherlock holmes research <laughs> <laughs> and sent me a text message a screenshot i'm like whoa that's crazy um but yeah i was super proud of that um just because that was my you know first published work um and it, i made it count i guess you know yeah yes indeed um, I would say, let's see, my next biggest thing, I mean, my move, I'm like super proud of myself for making that move. I would definitely say that's a huge achievement for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I just locked down a residency at a hotel here in West Hollywood. Um, that was definitely on my list of things that I would love to do. Yes. So that's been like, uh, definitely a huge accomplishment for me. Um, yeah, those are two wonderful ones. Yeah, absolutely. I have another single as well. Um, that one is still working. That wasn't on. That's not under me though. That's under a producer named Mofac. Mm-hmm. But I wrote that one. That's actually doing pretty well over in Europe. 
So we're still waiting to see exactly what that's going to do. That came out maybe like four months or so. Okay. I'll go. Yeah. Um, what is your dream artist to work with? My dream artist to work with, I would have to say would be Robert Glasper. Okay. And why him? I just feel like Robert Glasper is a connector. He's like the liaison to all the people that I love, like all the artists. I just love his work. And I love that he's respected by so many people that I love and respect. And I just feel like if I work with him, then I'm going to be able to work with everybody. I I so thought you were going to go with a traditional Beyonce. I would love to work with (laughs) Beyonce, but I I don't see where me and Beyonce fit right now. That's real. That's real. I like I love her. I, man has like she's like my I say almost number one artist. She's like one and a half. The, so oh, I would okay. love <laughs> <laughs> So I would love to work with her. But yeah, I don't see where we fit together at this moment. I would say me and Robert Glasper, like that's a person where I can like see like it makes sense to me right now. Okay. All right. That's a good one. Okay. Have you faced any adversity, prejudice, hate, discrimination of any kind? Um, in I guess in your career at all, and while you've been in LA, absolutely. Um, I've faced a lot of discrimination. Um, number one, because of my age. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I was told by someone that I was kind of too old to be trying to like get into being a songwriter. Like, if I had made it by the time I was thirty, then that was pretty much a wrap for me. And that's what somebody told me. I oh, a woman, another woman told me that. Wow, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was, it's kind of discouraging because this woman is a songwriter and she's not like super famous or anything like that, but she writes songs and she, you know, has done more than I have as far as being a songwriter. So I'm thinking to myself, she got to suck me out a little bit, but I didn't let that stop me. And, you know, she ain't got no songs on the top 30 R&B soul track. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I also got to I get discriminated against because of my uh, weight. Everybody here in LA is like super healthy, okay, okay. Um, super vegan. So you know, like they kind of looking at you like, all right, you you have to have something to like offer. If you don't look a certain part, then people are looking at you like, okay, well, who are you? Like, what do you do? Like, what reason do I have to really pay attention to you uh-huh. or buy what you're selling? Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it's always feeling like you kind of have to prove yourself. I'm a lot more comfortable now in my skin than I was when I first moved here. Um, it's definitely been a process. I guess you had to be because people yeah. are like coming at you with all that. The prejudice. Mm-hmm. So you got to like be comfortable or you'll break or you won't continue to like push through with your dreams. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even now, it's like they, it's 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 still like it, the higher levels you get, like the more and more you have to like worry about that stuff. Because now it's like I'm thinking about oh my hair, my wardrobe, I have locks, so it's like that's another thing that's like you know, people are kind of looking to like you know, I got to make sure my locks look a certain way so that they don't look too natural. They got to look clean and kept up, and I got to wear ball gowns and you know like all this stuff. They just want you to look and be a certain type of way. So it's a lot to try to remain yourself and to you know, still try to fit into these boxes that they want to put you in. Wow. those I mean, those are some things, like, I kind of expected you to have some, but, mm-hmm. you know, like, some of them are surprising. Yeah. Especially when you're an artist, because, I mean, just the term in general, an artist mm-hmm. is someone that kind of has their own style, but yeah, especially this day and age, you know, like, you think that so many people with so many different identities have come out, 
you would think that the industry would be like really open to kind of mm-hmm. and I'll be honest a lot of times the industry is open but to men not to women women have to have a certain image a lot of times for a woman to break through and you know uh maintain her integrity and who she is like that's a, a big thing a lot of times we have to compromise who we are to get somewhere in this industry and it's sad it is but it's a reality unfortunately Uh, it is so like for I guess that's something that you would tell people like be ready to have to deal with that and Mm -hmm. push through it and be very confident in what it is you want to do in the the image you have yep absolutely okay um biggest star you've met thus far uh or maybe I guess just biggest person like you said um, you, you've met some people and you didn't realize like how big they were um, I would say the biggest star I've met hmm probably Marsha Ambrosius is I think well no that's no that's a lot I met um I seen Childish Gambino I met Tyrese I met Tank um, I actually got to kick it at Tyrese's house. What? I think that, yeah, that probably was the biggest, yeah. I, I don't know how I forgot about that, but that, yeah, I think that was like the biggest night for me where I got to meet a whole bunch of stars. Is he nice? Um, right. Uh, <laughs> he had a nice house. <laughs> I am asking that question with like already, like just definitely pre notions. Like, I'm just. <laughs> I'm actually asking that question, waiting on you to answer with how much of a jerk he was. <laughs> he wasn't a jerk to me, but one of my homies was there. He got he has a story about Tyrese, and man, it's not it's not a good look for Tyrese. And I've actually heard a couple of stories that aren't a good look for him. <sighs> but to me personally, he hasn't done anything. He seemed to be a gentleman when I first met him, but I I can see him become more and more aggravated throughout the evening. <laughs> <laughs> with the people there like he was mad at his party that he threw I don't know oh my I don't know but... LA problems huh <laughs> right okay <laughs> right but he seemed cool at first I don't, you know I don't know Vin Diesel was there he was he was kicking it he seemed cool okay and you said Marsha Ambrosius she uh actually brought some of your uh creation right yeah yep she did her her brother um we were on Venice Beach and they happened to be on the boulevard and they stopped by and it was I think it was her birthday that day too matter of fact so yeah that that was an awesome day um who else yeah Childish Gambino he has a creation yeah yeah he seems like he would be super cool is he super cool yeah he was I mean he was it was kind of like a ghost you know what I mean like <laughs> so it was kind of like you know not really there it's like it didn't really happen but it did but he took a picture um with my girlfriend um but he didn't want to put his whole face in the picture so he put like part of his face in it, and then he signed it on snapchat so it was cool he seemed to be cool though but he was trying to do his family thing so he really wasn't trying to you know like sign autographs and do all that extra stuff that seems very childish Gambino of him though yeah yeah I love him though I would love to like formally meet him <laughs> Wait, pause. <laughs> Formally meet him, but you t- met him. It, it wasn't like a real meet, though. Because <laughs> he was a ghost. He was a ghost. <laughs> it was just like, here go my head. I love your work. You know what I mean? That's it. And for me, that was it. Oh, okay. She got the picture with him. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Understood. Okay. 
Um, how hard is it for you being away from home? Um, it's not really that hard to be away from home. It's hard to be away from my family, but away from oh, home. Oh yeah, I mean, I should have <laughs> clarified that. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. That's <laughs> me being a jerk, actually. <laughs> but no I actually do miss home sometimes I miss summertime home I went home in the wintertime and I was highly upset with home well that's, like, that's <laughs> how you go home to not miss home but then you have to go home in the winter because that's what the holidays are so you know it's like what do you do look um, I make them come to me <laughs> for the holidays I'm still waiting <laughs> I'm still waiting for people to come to LA they like they cost too much at least they be warm well actually, yeah. you know what sometimes right. sometimes LA will trick you because it, it will. won't necessarily be warm. Yeah, it, it was like 80, 81 degrees today, maybe. It was, it's was. it been beautiful the past few days. Um. So, missing family. Now, I have seen, like, when you go home, or, like, sometimes you're very open about your struggles. You're like, yo, it's hard out here. I'm struggling. Mm. But, you know, that you knew it would be like that. And I see all the time your family's like, just come home. Just come home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you feel when they say that? Um, I feel a little bit frustrated because I'm like, you know, it's not, they have to understand, like, I did something that has, like, a long-term goal in mind. So it's not like it's something that's going to happen right away. So they can't encourage me to quit just because it's difficult, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's already a million things here discouraging me, so I don't need them to discourage me and to tell me to come home and be like, "Oh, you can do this, that, and the third while you're here." Like I get it, but the connections that I make when I'm here, the opportunities that I get, I I'm not gonna get those if I'm in Ohio. So you know, right? Um, but I, I do have some like family members who are just like, "Look, just stick it out. Like you'll be all right." You know, uh-huh. like I'm a I'm a send you, you know, with your cash app. You know, like they help me out here and there. So I appreciate them so much. They're like, you can't quit. You can't leave. You just got to keep going. Okay. And I mean, of course, it's all in love. I mean, <laughs> they really <laughs> they really just want, you know, want you to know that you always can come back home. But I mm-hmm. know they're just like, just come home. Like, I feel like even when we're not struggling. <laughs> like, right, right. They still want you to come home. Right. Right. Um, so you talked about you wrote a single for your friend. Is that your next big project or do you have something else that you, you plan to be your next big project? Yeah, I'm actually working on music right now. Um, my plan is to come out with a song actually on Valentine's Day Okay. Um, called Swingin'. And I want to, from there, actually start a campaign. I'm going to um, try to do some crowdfunding to fund my entire project. It's been a a process to get everything, like, recorded and mixed and mastered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the more that I'm kind of in the industry, I become more of a snob. Oh. <laughs> and so it's, like, certain things that I want, like, live instrumentation. Uh-huh. And, you know what I mean? Like, this, that, and the third. So I just want to be able to... Um, to fund my project and to do something that I'm really proud of. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like if I'm able to do what I hear and what I have already created, then I just think that it's going to leave the mark that I'm wanting to leave. And even if it doesn't leave necessarily like a huge mark, I know it's going to make a mark. So, okay. Yeah. That's the next move. Awesome. So just to go back, you have a single, you finished that. You said that was like your biggest achievement since you've been in LA. Mm-hmm. What goes into a finished single like what is the whole process for that does it take a lot is it just more so money and time or um yeah it's both money and time 
um, resources, really, um, unless you get someone that is able to uh, do everything that you need. Um, but like my last single, I worked with two different producers, um, but they working as a team. So we recorded that. Um, that then got sent to someone to be mixed. And then from the mix, you know, we discuss it, listen to it, figure out, you know, what we want to change, this, that, and the third. Um, it's, sometimes it's mixed again. Um, this particular time, I think it actually was just recorded the way that I liked it. So they just mastered it after the mix. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's submitted to, um, like, I believe this one was submitted to maybe like CD Baby or something like that so that they can publish it to all of the digital music platforms. And Okay. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I just want always wonder what goes into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you talked about what you got going on for 2019. You want to do crowdfunding for your projects, do a campaign. What are your goals for 2019 besides those, or if those are it? Um, my goals for 2019, definitely to um, get my, my album out. Um, I would love to, I'm actually um, now speaking with and doing some researching um trying to find out how exactly i can get to a european tour um a lot of the people who will support me yeah a lot of people who support me are in europe so i'm just really trying to figure out how to get over there and hit those places and make it make sense for me and expand you know the audience even more you were my first guest and i think this is always going to be my final question to my guests okay so in one sentence what are you in pursuit of? I am in pursuit of. Damn, that's a that's a good question. I know. So, I'm trying to think of what to narrow it down to. <laughs> I'm in pursuit of my greatness. Oh, that's a good answer. Thank you. Thank you. I try. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to give me this interview and be my first guest. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, oh, plug yourself. Where can people find you? Uh, well, my name is Fever. As you know, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Tidal, uh, Apple Music, Google Music. Uh, you can find me on YouTube under FIVA. You can find me on Instagram under Give Your FIVA, G-I-V-E-Y-A-F-E-V-A-H. Um, I also have a SoundCloud that has a lot of music on there. Um, <laughs> and that is also under Give Your FIVA, G-I-V-E-Y-A-F-E-V-A-H. And I think that about, oh, FIVA Music on uh, Facebook. Okay. I don't really post too much on there, but you know, still follow it. Yes, follow Brittany, a.k.a. FIVA, <laughs> a.k.a. B. Ruts. thank you thank you so much for having me I appreciate you it was so lovely speaking with you and I miss your face (laughs) yours too the In Pursuit Of podcast is created and produced by myself Alina Melton the podcast is available on all of your favorite platforms please follow the show's Instagram page at underscore In Pursuit Of For questions, comments, show, or guest suggestions, please email immpursuitof at gmail.com. Also, please like, follow, and share the page as well as the podcast. Outro music is Britney's single, West Coast Lovin', so don't forget to download it on iTunes. You can find it under her artist name, Fiva, and again, that's F-E-V-A-H. Thank you for listening to our first episode, and don't forget to write us a review. 